I do not drink tea at all. I don't get it. I certainly don't understand why we insist on putting milk in it. Um, it's wrong. Uh, and I think one day this perversion will be uh, scored from the face of the earth. Hello, listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, Podcaster. Hello. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. Uh, I am Marlo Edwards, I am a stand-up comedian, and uh, I have two podcasts, the main one of which is Trash Future, which I make with a group of other guys, and it is kind of a comedy lefty politics podcast uh, with a particular focus on, like, uh, the future and, like, capitalism and technology and such like, and the problems therein. Thank you for joining us, Milo. How are you today? Pretty good. Um, it's the first time I've ever been interviewed by a robot. Ironically, this is an extremely trash future turn of events, so I look forward to telling the guys about this. Are you ready? I was simply born ready. Great. Let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from? Um, so... Uh, Trash Future was started by uh, me and another guy, Riley, um, because uh, we met at a stand-up comedy gig in London many years ago now. It must have been maybe 2015, probably. And he wanted to start a podcast. <clears throat> he had basically worked out that there was a bit of a gap in the market for a comedy podcast in the UK that was very explicitly left wing there are like quite a few american podcasts in that vein that cover political stuff like kind of i don't know chapo trap house or street fight radio that kind of thing but we are really the only sort of major podcast that is like a comedy entertainment vehicle but covers things from a very left-wing perspective in the uk so that was basically the concept and uh we worked out that talking about the private sector and startup culture and the big companies visions of the future was something that other people weren't doing and so we got into that niche a little bit but uh the show has uh, broadened a lot since then in the last sort of four years or so what do you hope people take away from listening to your podcast um well uh, uh <laughs> i like it's very hard to say because the podcast is such a strange mixture of uh the sacred and profane really i mean i think that uh it has a good balance of kind of actual what, what we call the vegetables uh which is kind of hard analysis stuff about you know uh social and economic issues and what's going on uh we've talked a lot in the last year or so about uh green which has been a big financial scandal but also we have like a fake Dutch synth pop band that we make songs about baseball for, which the fans also love. So I think ideally uh, we love the fans of the show uh, who we call the hogs for uh, reasons which I won't get into, uh, who can enjoy a bit of the kind of highbrow stuff, but also enjoy a bit of uh, laughing at the concept of Dutch synth pop. What small things in life annoy you more than they should? 
Oh, immediately. People who can't drive. I Look, a lot of people talk about how we need to get cars off the road. Let me administer the driving test and I will get 70% off the cars off the road in one single week. I don't get it. I drive to work every single day. I learned to drive when I was 17 and I never forgot how to do it. And I just see people doing things every day. And like, you know, I, it's, it, I'm never more right wing than when I'm driving a car. I don't know why this is. Do you believe in luck? Well, uh, what other explanation is there than <laughs> for the, you know, a lot of people in the British media class, to be honest with you? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I think you have to believe in luck, really. I mean, it, it definitely exists. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, I believe in luck. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much of it I've had. I've done okay. I've done all right. Um, I feel like I've had to like, uh, you know, kind of scrape pretty hard for a lot of the stuff that I've uh, that I've done. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. I wouldn't say that I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm unlucky. So uh, I guess so. Save money or splash the cash. Ah, uh, I kind of like to do both. You know, I, I, I think I am someone who I don't like splashing a lot of money on kind of boring everyday stuff. Like I, I hate like going to the pub and spending like loads of money on drinks or something it just feels like a waste of money to me but i do enjoy like saving a bit of money and buying stuff that i really like and i'll have for a long time so i mean i just recently bought myself a convertible which all my friends think is extremely stupid but uh i love it and i've never spent money better in my entire life <laughs> what is the best part of making your podcast um I think, well, I mean, other than the friends we made along the way, um, we have a running joke on Trash Future in particular that the absolute funniest shit that any of us ever say is always the stuff that gets said immediately before or after, like turning the mics on and off. Like the actual podcast is often a lot of fun making it, but like the conversations that we have between ourselves and guests either immediately before starting the podcast or immediately after finishing are always the best shit and we're always like ah oh, we should have turned the microphones on for that um so definitely those conversations what's your worst habit oh man how long have you got i mean i think probably the thing that is most damaging to my general like life prospects in terms of a habit is the fact that uh since the age of about 19, I have been pathologically unable to get out of bed before 10 a.m. No matter what I do, it just doesn't happen. I'm not, does anyone have any tips on this? But it just, uh, it's a good job that I tend to work late because uh, otherwise I would be completely fucked. What would you pick as your last meal? This is an interesting question. I feel like people get asked this a lot. Um... I suspect I wouldn't be very hungry. That's my take. If someone was like, you're going to die, now choose a meal. I'd be like, you know what? I I have bigger fish to fry here. Although I certainly wouldn't pick fried fish. Um, yeah, I've never really I've never really understood this, um, which is why I always support when you read those articles about things death row prisoners have, have requested. I always really respect the ones who've requested something they have no intention of eating, but is an absolute bastard for the prison staff to put together. I'm like, you know what? Go out in style. Be as annoying as possible. Uh, that's probably what I'd do. Where is your happy place? Um, right now, inside my new convertible. At a house party, are you a living room dancer or a kitchen hanger? Yeah, I feel like I probably I probably aspire to being a living room dancer, but deep in my soul, 
I know that I'm a kitchen hanger. That's that's where I'm at. The kitchen is better because it has, you know, like surfaces you can lean on. Uh, you know, the absolute drunkest people are not in there. Uh, I think it's it's a good place. I think it's underrated. Apart from your own, what podcast would you suggest our listeners subscribe to? Oh, um, I, <laughs> and now this is going to sound weird. I do not hugely listen to podcasts. However, um, in terms of like, I mean, I'm a comedian and the way I got into podcasting was through being a comedian. And what I've ended up doing is being sort of the comedy voice on what is not a purely comedy podcast. Like our podcast is more of a broad scope thing, which talks about a lot of serious stuff, but in like a comedic way. And I bring the comedy to that. So a lot of the podcasts that I enjoy the most of the ones that I listen to are the ones that are just sort of pure anarchic comedy stuff because that's really what i like so my favorite podcast is one called uh come town uh it's uh three new york comedians do it uh nick mullins stavros halkius and adam friedland and uh it's a very fun podcast i mean it's, it's an acquired taste it's like incredibly stupid but i feel like that is the truest spirit of podcasting is talking absolute nonsense but in a funny way in my opinion what was the first single you owned? The first single? Um, I don't want to... I mean, I'm 28, but this feels like it was a bit before my time, really. Um, first, I don't think I've ever bought a single, per se. I've bought, like, because... But I think singles were, like, a thing... Like, maybe in, like, the early 90s or the 80s, people would still buy singles. But I feel like by the time I was growing up, no one really bought singles. The first album I bought, though... um. Do you know what? Really embarrassing. It might be Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again. It might be that. That might be it. Um, I don't even know if that's embarrassing, actually. You know what? I'm going to own that. It was Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again. And you know what? I'd do it again. What have you failed at in life? Well, I'm a podcaster, so clearly something. Um, What have I failed at in life? Uh, Oh, so many things. Uh various sports days uh much to my uh dad's continual frustration um uh what's been my kind of biggest failure what would be a good thing to explain i think what like my probably my biggest and continual failure in a way it's actually been of any significance um has been realizing that i am not the kind of artist insofar as we can call ourselves artists uh who appeals to like industry people in my career as both a comedian and a podcaster i've never gone anywhere with anything like industry related like getting agents like being in being in the in crowd for like tv writing or whatever it might be um and so i think i've successfully channeled that into just kind of ignoring them entirely and building my own audience but i mean there is part of me that wishes that i could have just taken the easy road and just you know got an agent and had loads of tv work thrown at me um but then but then i probably wouldn't do a podcast about what if a swedish man was italian so you know it's hard to say who's the most famous person you've met um define met uh, I, <laughs> well, I, I kind of, I, I guess, uh, like, when you do what I do, you meet, like, 
moderately famous people quite regularly, but I don't know anyone like super famous. I guess I know like I I can count myself as being like relatively like friends with a few kind of British celebrities like I don't know like Mark Watson or Josie Long or Nish Kumar people like that. Um, but in terms of like really famous, my most absolutely famous friend is probably my friend Sasha Bortich, who's like a famous Russian actress. She's only famous in Russia, but she is very famous in Russia. Um, in terms of people that I've just like bumped into, I guess probably like, I think I, I once bumped into Eddie Redmayne three times in one day. I can't imagine he remembers me, but it did happen. Would you rather be honest and poor or a liar and rich? Um, I'm already a liar, so definitely a liar and rich. Like, um, I think that people make far too much of a vice out of lying when people who tell the truth all the time are the scariest motherfuckers. Like, most of the time when people lie, they're doing it to be, like, polite and spare other people's feelings. And, like, it's, like, a social thing to do, lying. It's not, like, a bad thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, people, people who will just, like absolutely tell the truth and own the worst shit that they do are way more terrifying than liars and uh being rich obviously i, I feel i've always hated that expression like oh you know being rich doesn't make you happy it's like yeah but it fucking helps right like uh being rich doesn't necessarily make you happy like that's definitely true but like being poor definitely makes you miserable so um having been poor <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna take rich every time if you could move to another country where would you go Oh, that's a good question. I don't... You know what? I don't know at this point. I would really like to live somewhere with warm weather. There aren't many places, though, with warm weather where I could do what I do. Um, I spent a few months in California once, which was pretty nice. The weather's good. You can do what I do there. Um, but I, I've got I've to be real with you. Coming from a northern european country where people are miserable and reserved hanging out with californians was the most jarring shit i've ever done in my life people who are so happy about where they're from and what their life is like and will unironically say stuff to you like california is the greatest place on earth i cannot handle it i was like give me fucking rainy foggy london any day of the week like three weeks in california is great like any longer than that i couldn't do it i think i'd have to stay i think i have to stay where i am tea or coffee um, I am a traitor to the nation of Britain and coffee 100% of the time. I do not drink tea at all. I don't get it. I certainly don't understand why we insist on putting milk in it. Um, it's wrong. Uh, and I think one day this perversion will be uh, scored from the face of the earth. What are people's misconceptions about you? Um, <laughs> again, how long? have you got um uh, the most common one and i get this a lot even from fans of the podcast like people who like my stuff uh people think that i'm posh because i talk like this i am not posh at all i come from quite a normal family i grew up in essex i went to like normal schools uh i did then go to cambridge but just because i'm a nerd i was a nerd at school so i went to cambridge because that's where you go if you're like a nerd or at least it's one of the places you can go if you're a nerd and uh 
you know, you don't want to be bullied anymore. So that's what happened to me. Uh, as a result, a lot of people seem to think that I like went to Eton or somewhere. Uh, that absolutely did not happen. I'm not posh. I just have this voice. Okay, the voice is what it is. I don't understand why Britain is such a like insane country where as soon as you open your mouth, people have already made like a huge number of assumptions about you. And uh, I also obviously do this because I am from this cursed island, but uh, I wish it were not so. Can you tell us a secret about your co-hosts? <laughs> Um, <laughs> can you just beep this entire answer out um that'd be pretty good i don't know i don't really think like any of us have any have any particularly particularly juicy secrets i think probably the the juiciest secret about trash future that i can really tell you is that um I think because Riley is like the organizing force on the show, like he does the content and, and he is the one who's like trying to keep the show on track and the rest of us are like making stupid jokes and trying to knock it off track. People assume that he is the one who like organizes everything in the business and that's actually me. I do all of the like accounts, all the paying the rent. I do all of the like uh, dealing with all the professional stuff that we have to do. Um, anything to do with admin I do and I think because I'm so anarchic on the podcast that is like the last thing that people expect Trash Future is a podcast about politics technology and the future when will robots take over the world well they've already taken over this fucking podcast haven't they so you know that's that's one one on the scoreboard for the robots um, actually, I mean, and this is very much the thesis of Trash Future, which people will find out if they listen to it. Um, technology, in our view, is actually, it's it's never what it's cracked up to be. Like, uh, all of these countries, that, countries? All of these companies that say that they've got an AI that's going to revolutionize this or whatever, uh, or they've got a robot that can do this, they've got a self-driving car, whatever it is, it's almost always bullshit. That thing almost always doesn't exist or it doesn't work. Um, we actually made uh, T-shirts that we sold to our fans that had a picture of, like, an Amazon Alexa, and inside it was, like, a little skeleton guy, like, pulling a load of levers. Uh, and it was called, like, What If Your Robot was just a guy because there have genuinely been several um, incidences with companies where they've been selling people robots that are just literally, and I'm not making this up, being remote controlled by people being paid a poverty wage in like Venezuela or somewhere. Um, it is absolutely wild. Very much all the stuff about robots and AI is like total bullshit. Other than in like kind of um, uh, industrial applications where they're like building cars or whatever and it's like a very set kind of thing that does a very specific job that can be like routinely programmed. Almost all the stuff about AI and robots, it's like complete nonsense. It's never going to happen. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? Um, uh, uh, riveting, a novelty, somewhat arousing, all, all the main emotions. Thank you again, Milo, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. It's been a pleasure. Um, please listen to both of my podcasts. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye. <laughs>